Welcome to Mastering Your 30s, a podcast to guide women in their 30s about how to relax, enjoy the ride, and make investments for their future health, wealth, and well-being, and for women beyond their 30s to share their wisdom and experience with others. I am Alev Bakan, health and nutrition coach and founder of Health & Co. Today, I have Megan McCafferty as my guest. Megan is a career transition coach and host of the Your Career, Your Life podcast. After going through several career changes herself, transitioning from teaching to nursing and then pivoting from nursing into life and career coaching and entrepreneurship, Megan is deeply passionate about helping women navigate their path to rediscovering a career that supports a healthy and joyful life. I also have an extra thank you for Megan. We recorded this episode when I was recovering from a nasty cold and we had to stop for my coughing breaks. The quality of my sound can be weird because of that too. Let's dive deep into that conversation right now. Hi Megan, how are you today? Hi, I am doing great. I'm so happy to be here. Well, welcome, welcome. Can you please tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, I am a, a currently I am a career change coach. <laughs> we'll go into my past, I guess, in a little bit. But yeah, I'm a career change coach, and what that means is that I help women who are ready to make a change in their career um, actually make a plan to do it and find the courage to do it because a lot of times it's the the mental part of it that kind of stops us from even doing it so i'm there to help you envision it and then also help you make a plan to get there well i'm gonna come back to this but first i want to hear about your background because i think you have the perfect ma background that matches what you are doing right now please tell about your previous job and how the, how you change your career over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I agree with you. I think it's like the perfect yeah. um, background for what I do. <laughs> you are your own um, line, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, out of college, um, I was, I got a bachelor's degree in education. So I went into teaching mm -hmm. um, elementary school. And I did that for 10 years. And along those 10 years, I had this, uh, the only thing I can call it is a calling to become a nurse. And it was um, something that just would not leave me alone. And that's mm -hmm. why I really think when you've had a calling to do a career, you know what that means. Because, yeah, it's not just like, oh, I have an idea. It's like, it's a it's something. Yeah, it just won't. It won't leave you alone. So I decided to take the plunge and go back to school um, because that was definitely a career change that required more education. Yeah. So I had to go back to school and become, you know, so I did that when, and at that time I had young children at home mm -hmm. and um, I went back and became a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. And then I did that for 14 years and um, had several different nursing roles through, throughout those years, which if you want, we can talk more about that. Um, and then, you know, the same thing. It's like the last couple of years of my nursing career, um, 
it was just this nagging of there's more, there's something else. There's something else that I am supposed to be doing. I want more. I want a different lifestyle. Um, all of these things that just uh, were once again not leaving me alone. <laughs> it just yeah. wouldn't go away, and and I felt very stuck. Um, and I think that is the most common thing that I see too. It's like you feel stuck and you don't know what you want or where to go. Um, and I like that for my past because that's why I think it helps me so much with what I do is because with the change I had from um, teacher to nurse, I knew what I wanted to do. And there was a clear path because it was education. Like there was a clear path to get there. But now with this change of, I don't want to be a nurse anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to explore any other areas of nursing because there are a lot of different things you can do as a nurse. I didn't want to. I wanted something else. The things I wanted in my life were not going to be, be fulfilled with a nursing job. Mm -hmm. And But I didn't know what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And that is the part where people get stuck um, or they doubt themselves or they wind up just not making a decision to figure out what they want and they wind up not making the change and becoming more and more kind of miserable in yeah. the, the spot that they're in. So, and just to clear it, do you have people who have like now a clear path to go or do you have people who have like some kind of desire to change something but don't know what to do or how to name that passion or how to go reach to that passion? I think the majority is to help people who aren't sure where they're going. Um, sometimes the people who do know what they want, mm -hmm. there isn't always a clear path. Like with having to go back to school and become a nurse, to me, I think that's very clear. Like you go to the school you want to go to, the, there's a career, yeah, there's a um, a college advisor who, you know, tells you what courses you need to take based on mm -hmm. your transcript. You know, like to me, that's a very much more cut and dry, like. But still, you know, like there is both, both situation has lots of unknowns. So first of all, let since we are talking about women in their thirties, um, you might have like family, you know, and mm -hmm. you might have a life, like you said, like uh, lots of responsibilities. Right. So how did you manage to schedule all those or like when planning ahead of time, like how did you take that courage to change that routine? Because even like today is Halloween when we are recording and I'm, I'm thinking that even the bad times will, you know, move a little bit, you know, the routine is going to change and it's going to change me. We are talking about a major change in your lifestyle, going back to school and also financially. So how do you have your clients and people who are listening to us to maybe plan and overcome all those fears? Yeah, that's a really good question because I was in my 30s when I made that change from teacher to nurse. And I mean, looking back at it now, I can say, oh, yeah, it was a clear path. But yeah, it wasn't like I made the decision in one day and just did it. It took time for me to get there. And that's where I do help people who maybe see what they want, but 
are still have that fear of moving forward. I think one spot, especially, you know, as a parent, as a mother, um, you know, you always think of your children first and you're concerned about how it's going to affect them. Mm -hmm. Um, There are changes that are going to happen in your routine and in their routines and how things work, you know, and so we can use that against ourselves and use those as, you know, they become excuses basically as to why you can't do it. But when you really sit back and look at it, there are going to be changes and they will roll with the punches, so to speak. You know, it's children take your lead. And so, uh, you know, so it's like working through um, those changes. I think it's a, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm having trouble finding the words for it, but it's like um when yes, there will be some like growing pains as it's happening. Yeah. yeah. But you'll look back one day, like I'm doing right now, and going, Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, doubt. My kids will tell you that, you know, they're both in their twenties now and they're they'll they'll tell you uh it was fine. Like they don't remember any kind of like problem. <laughs> oh, of course. I think so we put it more in our you know, on ourselves than um actually what our children wind up seeing because I had to make changes. I had to make sure that they were cared for mm-hmm. different times of the day oh, than they had been before. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, no. Like I get it. And I and I sometimes maybe think that even for myself, I use that excuse excuse, mm-hmm. you know, to to get away from the the hard part because change is also very hard. Yeah, like thinking it's 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 very exciting, but it's also hard. And sometimes you can also you need to face the failure, and you have to work hard, work in a different way. You know, then routines are sometimes more easy. So I can really understand it. So uh, when you have your clients, do you have like a structure program, or do you have personalized uh, program for each of your clients? I, so I, it is a it is a program with a loose structure is what I call it. Mm-hmm. So it's tailored to the, each individual because we're all starting at a different place, right? So I have certain steps that everyone will walk through in the beginning as far as like we really want to get clear on your vision for your life in the future. Whether or not you know, you don't need to know what what the next career is yet at this point. We just want to know what are your goals for your future? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? What do you want your life to look like? And there are many different components that go into this. Like we Mm -hmm. talk about um, financial. How do you want to look financially? How do you want to look with your your relationships in your life? Um, You know, your like hobbies and stuff. Where do you want to live? You know, we want to get really specific and clear it doesn't mean that that's what's gonna like evolve you know but you have to have that vision of where you're going in order to even know where to start so and i find that even this very first step even if someone thinks they know they haven't fully flushed it out yet and it can be really hard i find for women to even do this because they have not even considered what they want or thought about what they want in 
not only five or 10 years, but sometimes not even next year. Like, what do you want next year? Where do you want your life to be going? You know, um, so that is a place that I start with everybody. We're, we're always going to talk about that because we want to know where we're going. We can't set goals without knowing what we want, right? Um, and then another piece that we'll always go through is really assessing your skills mm-hmm. and what you're interested in, what your values are. There's, you know, we need to know those things moving forward in order to like if you don't know what you want we want to look at what your skills and your interests are in order to see where these could line up for a future career just so we can get some ideas going you know um you might have a loose idea of what you know or like a few most people will be like i've thought about x y and z like they'll have a few things that they've thought about doing but that's as far as they've gotten with it but we go through a, an evaluation process of like, what are your skills? And then what are of those skills, like in your last jobs, what did you have to do? And what are the ones that you actually enjoyed doing? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we don't have to throw everything out that you've you've had experience in just to move forward in a career. Um, and I think that's another thing that will stop people is they think they need to get more education. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case, you know, like, Yes, in the, in my example of teacher to nurse, yeah, you have to, you know, there are certain jobs that require certain education, but there are also ones that don't. Um, so I don't want that to stop someone from moving into a new career because they think it's going to be too much work or they're going to have to go back to school. That's not always the case. Um, but yeah, so as far as my program goes, back to your original question, <laughs> I get my drive. Um yeah, we're always going to go through certain steps in the beginning. Um, say the first probably like four weeks will be almost the same for everybody. But after that, it's going to just depend on, you know, what they want and where we're going to go next. Um, what I love seeing is say you have an idea to like I had some uh, a woman who was interested in like being a um, carpenter, like she wanted to build things. And this was the, yeah, it was nothing. She did not have experience in this. Um, so she's, she found someone who just needed like some helping hands to, to on a project. And she started doing that in her off time just to explore if she really did like it, you know, if this was something she wanted to even pursue. Um, and then, so I love that part of it of like, let's just, figure out if it's something you even like and expose yourself to it without having to 100% commit to it, right? There are ways that you can do that. I never thought about it. Yeah, Yeah, well, a lot of people will have, like I said, ideas, but they've never gone beyond the idea point with it. Um, Another person thought about doing um, teaching CPR and first aid. She just was interested in it. She didn't have a like a medical background or anything, but she was like, I think that's something that would be fun. Mm. So I said, okay, well, how, you know, what have you found out about it? And she said, I think, <laughs> okay, well, let's look into that, you know, like, so it was almost like, I don't want to say I give homework, but I do suggest like, okay, like, here are some things you can work on, you know, and then the next week when they come back and meet with me again, because we meet weekly, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, they catch me up on what they've done in the in that time. Um, but so for that example, she just like researched some, you know, like how, what it takes to like do that. And what she didn't realize for her, it would have to be, she would have to buy equipment, like the dummies that you use for CPR yeah. and that. Yes. And she just didn't want to put in the money to, to start it up. That was not something that she wanted to do. And she was like, yeah, I didn't realize how much that would be. I don't want to do it anymore. So she was able to like, just take it off her list and not even think about it anymore. Which to me, that is part of it. Like yeah. if you can take stuff off your list, then you're just going to get, you're getting more and more clear and specific on what you do want by figuring out what you don't want. It's true. <laughs> I cannot say anything. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> but like, what about like, so... There are some people who have a career and they switch career like you did. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people who have a career like a corporate job and then last, last, uh, like you do, yeah, like you did also again, one more time and uh, switch to entrepreneurship. Like coaching is also being an entrepreneur. You have yeah. your own job and you have your own to-do list that never ends. Uh, so I, uh, do you think the, is there any cha- change between uh, those two preparation or uh, I don't know, planning of those changes? Like between um, having a job, working for someone else or, and then switching to both, switch your career to another? And from switching one career, like from a car, uh, like like uh, from a corporate job to an entrepreneur. To entrepreneur, yeah. There, there's definitely different things going on with that too, and um, I think that's another reason why you know because some people do come to me and that's on their list of um, maybe I want a new career, but maybe I'm ready to go out on my own. So I, you know my experience also lends itself to that because I've done that as well. And I think just like in the other, you know, a regular career change from like when you're working for someone else, it's just the, um, things are going to be different. It's a different, it's a lot of mindset and mental roadblocks that you come up against. It's very different moving from corporate to entrepreneurship in that, you you know, no one's signing your check. Like you're responsible for what you know you're what you're making money financially. Um, for me, I noticed one of the biggest things was um, my schedule. Like I felt like in the beginning because I was so used to working like certain hours. You know, like uh, eight to four, nine to five, or in the hospital. You know, we work twelve hour shifts, like yeah. seven to seven. So it was. To me, it was that of feeling like, you know, I did this for the part of it was for the freedom, right, of having that time flexibility. But at first, that freedom, I didn't know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) To my freedom. (laughs) I mean, well, I felt like if I wasn't working between like the normal working hours of a business, then I was like slacking, you know, that I wasn't doing a good job. Um but it can also be, you know, I've what I've grown into is that I can work when, you know, if I don't have anything scheduled, say from 12 to 2, then I can go run errands or go shopping or, 
go have lunch with a friend, you know, from 12 to 2. And maybe I'm working instead that evening from 5 to 7 because I have, you know, appointments with people in the evening. So it was learning that my schedule now was more fluid, Mm -hmm. um, which is good. (laughs) And for me, where I am, you know, with my kids being older, I can pretty much, you know, it's not like I have to be working when they're at school or something like Mm -hmm. to work in the evening if I want to. So it was like giving myself that permission, like it's okay to not be, you know, sitting in front of the computer doing something between the hours of eight and five or whatever, (laughs) you know. But it's also like from like from nursing to being like a career coach, I think it's your also physical life change, right? You were on your feet, I'm assuming, most of the time running and, you know, doing lots of, doing a job that required a lot of physical activity, like, right. And well, I would say, well, the the last nursing job I had, which was for, uh, it was, I was doing case management. So it wasn't on my feet doing as much physically, it was still more than I am now, but still, um, that was, yeah, definitely. I have to think about, um, (laughs) <laughs> moving my body <laughs> much more because you know I'm so used to sitting now um at a at a desk and so there are lots of lots of things to consider when you are changing your career like even that you know maybe your previous uh, job required you to do lots of physical activity and you your next job will have that yeah. activity time or vice versa right yeah. And I think a big change, too, is from going to, on, you know, from working in a business to working for yourself is, you know, if at least at first you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So you have to consider that, too. Like you're not going to be socializing with your coworkers during the day. It's just you. And it can get a little lonely sometimes. <laughs> you have to like that can be another piece if you're someone who really needs that um, connection with people of figuring out how you're going to get that when you're working in your own business by yourself at first. Yeah. Um, for some people, they might think that's the greatest thing in the world, but others, <laughs> they, they might miss the connection, you know? So yeah, there are things other than just, um, how am I going to get the next career? Or, you know, there's all of those pieces, like you're pointing out, that go into it of, of becoming that next person, so to speak. So let's say I'm... Uh- a woman in her 30s and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I really want to switch career. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give my resignation right away. Would you say, <laughs> well, yeah, no, or what would you recommend? Like, what would, uh, what, what would you tell me to do? Yeah. No, tonight, <laughs> when they go to end it, before writing that resignation letter. Right. I think, you know, especially if you're coming from a place of being very unhappy where you're working, Mm -hmm. thinking about handing in that resignation letter Mm -hmm. feels amazing. Like, I did that. (laughs) It's like you can't wait to do it. Right. But I think the smarter thing is let's make a plan first of how you're going to get there. Right. Unless you have the financial comfort of Uh, you know, if you can financially afford to just jump ship and then figure it out, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. But I think um, for most people, that's probably not the case. And you need to 
really think about figure out what you, you know you're going to do next and let's make a plan as far as what those steps are how long it's going to take and then we can pick a date like you can pick a goal date as far as when you're going to leave um and that alone when you start making the plan to get to the next career that alone will take off a lot of the pressure you're feeling if you're unhappy where you are just knowing that you're working towards something else and once you can pick that date of when you're going to leave then it even gets better and you're like okay i see the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> going to happen yeah and and uh, can you tell me also a little bit about those like awakening calls like is it always being unhappy or uh, can you still be happy but be ready to change career i think in your case it was like that right you were that unhappy wow from i think well i had two different scenarios i mean when i left teaching to become a nurse i wasn't unhappy in teaching like i like teaching um i i love being around children and and doing that i You know, if you asked me to walk into a classroom today, I could do it and have a blast. Mm -hmm. So that was different. When I left nursing, I was I was not thrilled at my at what I was doing. Okay. Um, nursing had had some effects on me that I did not like the person I was becoming because of it, and um, I had to just make a change um, and figure out what I wanted to do next. I was not unhappy. I mean, I from teacher to nurse, but I, from nurse to what I do now, yes, I was definitely, I knew I needed to make a change because I was no longer really fulfilled in what I was doing. So it can go both ways, right? And you don't have to be miserable to want to make a career change. I think some people, you know, like what they do and maybe they've been doing it for a while. So it actually comes really easily to them. They might like where they're working, but it's it can be boring, right? They're not challenged anymore. Yes. Um. So, and then another thing that happens too, and I find this with women in their 30s, because I do have a lot of women come to me mm -hmm. that are, I'd say, mid 30s to mid 40s, and I think that's the awakening time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like a lot of these women have been in their current careers for around 10 years they're about to hit that 10 year mark or they just passed it mm. and it's something they probably went into straight out of school and um you know when we're in our 20s just trying to like you know establish ourselves we find a job we're excited that we are making money we can support ourselves we get out there in the world right and sometimes you know we we do that for a while and it takes time And something happens, <laughs> like she said, the awakening in your 30s. And you realize, huh, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, this isn't feeling the same as it used to. There are things that are I want in a job that aren't available to me here. You know, mm -hmm. so you start thinking about changes. And I think one of the things, like I said, one of the things I do with everybody is we evaluate your um, your interests We want to know what you're interested in. We want to know and values. That was something that was a huge, um, yeah. that was big for me. Nobody asks you when you're going to college, like, what are your values? And then trying to match that with a career that just, I've never seen that happen. <laughs>
you know, well, maybe now they ask in my, I, I don't think, I mean, my kids are in college. I nobody's asked them that. So I think, I don't think it's happening still. Um, but yeah, so I think over, you know, from the time where you started that career in your 20s and now you're in your 30s, a lot has usually changed, right? Maybe in that time you've gotten married or you've had kids. And even if you haven't done those things, things still just you grow and evolve as a person. So you have new values, new things you want in your life and or you've you know, gotten firmer on your values as you've gotten older. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you're interested in different things and you're realizing that, that there's, you know, you need to fulfill that somehow. And maybe one of those ways is from a new career. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you said, many uh, women in their thirties, they think that it's too late now to change because they made that investment in college, like time-wise, money-wise, mm-hmm. all like all, with all their resources, so they think they think that it's restarting again, you know. But like you said, it can be a, a smooth transition. First of all, never too late. <laughs> <laughs> never too late. I, you know, I made the career change to be a nurse in my thirties, and now I've made this change in my forties. So, you know, and who knows what's next? <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> but, um, you are the coach of this, so you shall do it very easily. I'm afraid. <laughs> I mean, no, it's never too late. And yeah, I think people think that, um, yeah, like you said, starting over, it's not starting over. It's just moving forward. And, you know, making that little shift in how you think about it can change so much for you. Um, People will think, well, I got this degree and if I don't keep working in it, I've wasted it. I wasted that time I went to college, the money, all all of that went into it. But no, it all of that experience, your education goes with you forward. Just because you change careers into something different doesn't mean that the degree you had in college isn't going to benefit you in your next career. Like I can see what I've learned, um, you know, my experience from teaching and nursing just have helped me in coaching and being, you know, a better coach because of those, because of the education I had and the experience from those things. None of it has gone to waste. These are very good advices and uh, way of thinking. So as you know, I also have three questions for you. Uh huh. <laughs> and my first question is, what were the breaking points in your 30s? And we kind of know that, but uh, we want a summary again, uh, that made you change your life. Mm-hmm. lifestyle way of thinking anything yeah i mean so yeah my you know the big thing for me in my 30s was going back to school and becoming a nurse um i, I have one question yeah if you wanted to be a nurse before being a teacher like when you were little was it your dream too or not really so it came suddenly like yeah and it's suddenly but it was you know i think 
one of those things I considered briefly when I was in, you know, going to college. I remember like talking to my mom about all the different options. I found picking a major in college very overwhelming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's so many I just there's so many options of what you can do in this world, right? Which is why I love career change cuz because like why do you have to do the same thing your entire adult life? I mean, if you found that one thing that you want to do forever and ever, great. I am for it. But I think there's so many things we're interested in and there's so many things out there we can do that if you have the desire to do it, you should do it. Um, not to go too far off the track here, but I know we had talked about this before. Um, I had spoken to my daughter's sorority that uh, one day and we were kind of doing like this creating your vision it was january so it was the new year i'm talking about you know goals and your vision board and things like that so it was a fun um thing and you know i had this room full of a couple of hundred college girls and i just remember saying to them you know you don't have to have it all figured out right now and I just felt this relief in the room, like this sigh of like, oh, like they exhaled and were like, oh, because nobody tells them that or not a lot of people tell them that, Yeah, you know, that they just feel a lot of pressure to like know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Mm. So I'm here to tell you, you can change that, you know, what you have to do in your 20s or when you're if you're in college is figure out what you're drawn to, what what excites you, what you're interested in, and just go for it. Because later on, you can change it. Like, it's not permanent. (laughs) And in your situation, it was that uh, desire to change your career and to be a nurse, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then going to school for it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That that was me. Yeah, which was, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be quick. It That took um, another, like, I'd say three years. I already had my bachelor's degree. So a lot of, you know, I did have courses that carried over. So I didn't have to take everything, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have to repeat things. So, but yeah, it, it was about, a, I'd say, a three-year process. Yeah. Uh, well, uh My second question is uh, is about one thing that you swore by in your 30s that you don't believe in anymore. Well, I think before I took the plunge to become a nurse, I I really did never thought that I would go back to school. <laughs> um so I think that is probably one of them is that, you know, if school is needed to go, you know, to move into what I want to do, then I'll do it. Like that, that is not a barrier that would prevent me. Uh-huh. And like I said before, not every career change requires going back to school. But I think if you want it bad enough and it does require school, that it's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's also, you have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And our last question is, then comes our Uh, third question. If your 30-year-old self would be sitting right across you right now, what would you tell her to do, not to do, or 
change be, or be careful with? That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I wouldn't tell her to change anything um, because I don't have, I don't regret any piece of my past. You know, I, I, I'm divorced, like, and I got divorced in my late 30s. Um, and I don't regret that marriage. You know, it was it was great, and it you know produced two wonderful children. So I don't re- have any regrets there. Um, I think I would tell her though to speak up more. And I don't know. It's like, how do you tell yourself to be braver when they're younger? You know that don't play small like you are capable of so much more than you think um and i think like you know myself in 10 years could probably tell myself now the same thing like i think we just keep getting of course growing and getting braver and bolder in our decisions um you know and that the risks are worth it I think the biggest, like biggest chunk of information that I got from uh, our talk today, of course, there are lots of things, but it's, you know, uh, I think in our thirties and like in my, like I'm in my young forties right now, but I can still sometimes do it. Sometimes we limit ourselves by just blaming that the change will be bad for our kids or for our family life and everything. So we postpone those things, blaming other things in our life. But actually, like I said, now that you have like older kids, they don't even, they didn't even realize that you made that huge career change, you know, like, so maybe we should focus more on ourselves and how we position that change in our life and how we reflect that in a, on our children's life, right? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the biggest um, things, I think it was my oldest daughter did this. When I was working still, they were home, you know, whenever they were home, you know, off of school or holidays or whatever, I always felt bad having to go to work. Like I felt guilty, um, which is kind of silly, right? Because like I'm providing for them. It's not like I'm going out to the clubs or something. Like I'm going to work. <laughs> so um, I remember saying something like, I just feel so bad. I wish I could be here, blah, blah, blah. And my daughter was like, mom, like you're putting that on yourself. Like we're fine. We're not trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> really? You can, you have to go to work. It's fine. And it really like, was a light bulb moment for me because I was like, oh, yeah, this is all on me. Like, I'm doing this. Excuse me. I'm doing this to myself. They're not doing it to me. They're fine. Yeah. Like, they're just two happy kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> they know that I have to go to work and they it's okay, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think we get caught in, you know, there's like a cycle of, I want to make a change. This is what I want to do. And then we doubt ourselves and then we make excuses mm-hmm. and then we stop and then it keeps repeating itself. Right. So it's like, how do we break out of that like cycle of, you know, we keep wanting to do something and then backing down from it. So, and I think that's where if you're stuck in that, 
having someone like a coach comes in so great because it's the person that's going to help you step out of that cycle and start making the changes. Um, when you've committed to working with someone every week, you're putting aside that time to focus on that thing and you're making it important in your life. Yeah. And having that accountability per like uh, coaching system, you know, mm -hmm. very important. Yeah. So if we want to reach out to you, like if a woman and also men, like in their thirties and at any age, actually want to reach out to you and ask for your services, how they can reach out to you. So I am on Instagram and it's coaching with Megan. So that's a, a great way because I'm always on there looking, you know, so you can always message me there. But I also have a website and it's coachingwithmegan.com. <laughs> I try to keep things simple. Um, and I always point out my my Megan is spelled with an H, M-E-G-H-A-N, because there are different ways to spell Megan. Um, and on there, you can book a, a free consult with me mm -hmm. or you can just send me a message with some questions, email me. Um and I also have a free guide on there that you can get, mm -hmm. um, which kind of walks you through a, a piece of what we do in the beginning of coaching as far as figuring out your your skills and what you're interested in and how those can combine into what you want to do next. So it's a, it's a short guide intended to help you get quick results. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Megan. It was so great to have you today. And I'm sure I'm going to have you over and over again. I don't like talking to you. So have a great day and thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to, to come back too. You can also learn more about Mastering Your 30s club and group programs and all the information about my guest at www.healthandco.com slash masteringyour30s. Can you or somebody you know be a great guest for this podcast? Please fill out our guest form at www.masteringyour30s.com. Listen to the new episode of Mastering Your 30s wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself.